This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN. And you're listening to One Night Stand. And you're listening to One Night Stand. One Night Stand. Hey, c'est condition ça qui t'est passé. Just One Night Stand. Avant toute bagaille t'est commencé. One Night Stand. This is One Night Stand. Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand. What up, Night fans? It's Beat Bama Day, Wednesday, October 28th, the 20-year anniversary of our upset at Alabama. Game-winning field goal. Pretty cool. On today's show, we're going to do a recap of the space game. Talk about, should we change our mascot, maybe? We're wearing this the uniforms twice this year. Uh, maybe Danny White trying to get us used to that. We debate. Also, DG for Heisman. He's a runner. Marlon, maybe also Heisman. Number one receiver in the nation. We've got our first watch, fresh take winner. We take a look at the remaining schedule. A little update on KZ and Bam. Built by UCF update. Meanwhile, to the West, DG for Heisman again. And like always, we've got Money Moose Picks, Moose Mailbag. Speaking of, I'm here with... Money Moo, UCF, came into this past week coming off back-to-back losses for the first time since 2016. The offense is running like a well-boosted rocket, and the playmakers came up big again. The mighty green wave rolled with us for a quarter. It was quickly downgraded to a light-to-moderate shop, being outscored 27 to nothing in the second, behind Dylan Gabriel, Marlon Williams, and Greg McRae. The final score was 51 to 34, getting us to 3 and 2 on the season. What a game. Don't even know where to start. You know, even though we only won by 17, didn't cover the spread, the game was never close. We're up 37 14 at halftime. That was after exchanging pairs of touchdowns. Then we scored four straight touchdowns and never really looked back. Um, say what you want about the defense. Who cares? We are breaking records on offense and it is amazing to see it seemed like it was basically a track meet you know um yeah the defense has some questions we do have a lot of young guys and there's been some opt-outs but you can't talk enough about how well the offense has been going the last few games another 51 points for the offense um dylan gabriel I don't even know what else to say about him. Yeah, I mean, his numbers are insane. So a couple stats that I've found. Only three quarterbacks in all of college football in the last 15 years have thrown for 400 yards, five touchdowns, and no picks in back-to-back games. Their names, Jared Goff, former number one overall pick. Joe Burrow, also number one pick, Heisman winner, and uh, we're kind of familiar with him. And the third one is Dylan Gabriel. Also, this is the best five-game stretch a quarterback has ever had, yards-wise, since Patrick Mahomes in 2016. This is unreal. Like We've had good quarterback play between him and KZ the last few years, but this is a whole nother level, and it's really awesome to watch. And like I keep saying, DG for Heisman, we've got to get this movement going. Yeah, I think, too, you know, so we did have a couple of losses earlier this year, but you know, Heisman candidates, they don't have to be, you know, the national championship winning quarterbacks or, you know, national championship winning players. What's the thing like the Heisman is just like the best player, right? 
Yeah, technically, technically, yes, but there's a strong correlation between them being on a winning team or not. Great example was Lamar Jackson. He actually put up better numbers the year after his Heisman, but Louisville was worse that year, and he didn't even make it to the finals. And I know a lot of that has to do with also the fact that he won it and other players' stats, but still, I mean, it would really be helpful if we at least climb back into the rankings because right now we're an afterthought. We don't show up on the top 25 scoreboard, and those things are important, you know, for people to look at the box scores and look at the stats. Luckily, he's number one in pretty much everything, uh, yards, yards per game, touchdowns and total offense and then with that Marlon Williams number one in receptions yards and yards per game and also Jay Flash number five in yards total so a lot of good things to come out of this but it's really really important that we keep winning and that means keep supporting this team you know go to the games and uh, make noise and, and support these guys and if you can't make it support them on social media you know there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to in a year that really doesn't count anyway so yeah, I mean, not much else to say about the game, I guess. Um, you know, you say what you want about the defense. I, I think at this point we just have to outscore the other team. Clock management, second half, we scored two touchdowns in a combined, like, minute 40. But after that, we really took our time. And that final drive where we had the ball and ran the clock out, we had possession for, like, eight and a half minutes, over half of the fourth quarter. That's what I like to see, although... I think maybe we could have put Quadri in, but at 17 points, eh, it's two scores. I don't know. It would be nice to see uh, see him get some reps, but either way, I, li- I like the game management a little bit better. And uh, yeah, you know, like you said about the defense, a lot of young players, what can you do? I mean, Shannon's proved that he can be a great defensive coordinator. And I, I think, you know, just the opt-outs and the uh, the young guys and stuff combined, you know, are contributing to the defense giving up these points, but... You know, it's not the end of the world, and uh, offense is definitely making up for it. Yeah, thanks, John Madden. Uh, we need to score more points <laughs> than the other team. Congrats. I, I mean, uh, like, we have to score a lot of points. Like, we can't just score 40 and win. We've shown. Or 49. That too. But anyway. <laughs> no, like you said, my whole deal is I, I really think that, you know, Marlon Williams could continue to be – I think he's he's our biggest threat offensively uh, by far. Well, I the, mean, number one in the nation in receiving. <laughs> well, I mean, no offense to, to anybody else, but I, I just really think that I want to go back to that one play where, you know, Dylan really scrambled around a lot, found Marlon. Marlon, like, shot through two or three, or it seemed like the whole team – of two lane defenders for that 54 yard touchdown. And that was really, it's hard for me to say, but that was really the first time where I saw Dylan and I was like, Oh, that's, that could have been KZ on the field. I agree. You know, I agree. He was uh, like, Dylan yeah. doesn't really scramble that much. He either like throws it away or, you know, it's a quick hit, but, it was definitely different to see that kind of play from Dylan. Whereas Milton, you know, got the 2016 season. We had like no offensive line. So he was just like running for his life and making some crazy plays, you know, yeah, almost every game. But 
it, it really put a smile on my face to see to see that play from Dylan in that spot. It's something new, and you got to remember. I mean, even though KZ did that his freshman year, Dylan's freshman year was different. We had a much more solid supporting cast around him, so he could kind of make smarter, safer decisions. And I think now that he's getting comfortable in his like fifteenth or whatever start, he knows he can kind of uh, improvise a little bit, kind of like KZ. But it, it's awesome to see and. Uh, this guy's definitely going to be a first rounder. I'm thinking top five pick, but we'll see. He's still got a lot of football left to play, and the future is definitely bright. Say that every year, but it always is. It is. <laughs> One other thing that you mentioned was, you know, us running out the clock. We had like an eight minute drive, and I hate to go back and, you know, harp on losses and things that we didn't do right, but take a step back and look at our offense. What is our offense? Okay. We score quick. Do we have a high percentage chance of scoring? Yes. So I really go back to thinking like, why do we change up our offense when we need to run the clock out? Wouldn't it be better to just simply score again? (laughs) Well, we, we tried that against Memphis and we didn't. And we allowed them to come back from a two score deficit with like five minutes left. So I think you're right, though. Situationally, it depends. But when you're up 17 or you're up two scores into the fourth quarter, in the second half of the fourth quarter, like you were against Memphis, that didn't work. And we gave Memphis the ball back and they won. Well, what we did didn't work. So (laughs) I get what you're saying. I mean, you know what I mean? It depends on the situation. But, you know, we get the ball. At At least you went out doing what you do best. Like, don't try and do something that we're not built for. We're not built for running out the clock, period. We can run the same offense and just run the clock. I I get it's different. I don't know. Agree to disagree on this. But either way, I thought it was nice that we showed that we could run the clock out. So, whatever. What did you think about the space uniforms this year? I know it was kind of mixed, at least from the responses I saw on social media. But again, the last two years, we set the bar so high. And... It's actually cool that they're still finding creative new patterns and stuff to do with UCF's space affiliation that haven't even been done before. I, I liked them a lot. Yeah, I liked them a lot too because I thought it reminded me a lot of last year's. I mean, I thought they looked pretty close to the same, but I mean, I'm not that creative, so I don't know how many different you know space variations of the same uniform you can do. Thinking about it now, you know, if you just did the same exact jersey and just made it a space game, you know, like the Packers always have their throwback jerseys. Yeah, um, just rotate or, them every year. Now we've got three. We've got white, black, right. and like an alternate. Or the less popular, you know, Jacksonville Jag, like honey mustard yellow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. I guess this is closer to like a pewter. I guess we could do an anthracite, but that's almost black. Or we could go all blue, which I don't think that's ever going to happen. But that leads me to the next question. Uh, When the merchandise came out, which sold out within an hour, luckily I got some stuff, there was a UCF apostrophe knots shirt, like Citro knots, um, in case you can't picture that. So UCF knots. And this chatter has happened the last two years around the space game with some people advocating for a mascot change. And I don't know. What do you think about that? Because it, it, the transition would be easy. UCF Knights, UCF Knots. It almost sounds the same, you know? I don't know. I mean, it would be cool just to be different 
you know, I like being different. Um, but I think the brand that we've built is not really around the night per se. It's not around a, the, all, yeah. it's around the stacked logo, which is referred to just the three letters UCF, you know, and anytime I'm anywhere and I have something with the stack logo on it, people know it's central Florida. UCF, but yeah. Oh, I, I know. You, they know People what it know stands for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're they saying. They know what it stands for. I feel like if I had, you know, not to make lightly, but I feel like if I had a space orange on my head, you know, people would be like, oh, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but know? also, if they, if you had a stupid Pegasus, which I don't even know why that still exists, it wouldn't be as recognizable. You're right. The stack logo is the essence of the brand. If UCF, and I'm, I'm for it, but I'm not going to be like campaigning. If UCF decides to change it, I know, one, they'll do a great job. And two, it'll be an easy transition. We'll get a ton of PR from it. People are going to think it's dumb. And then in two years, everyone will be used to it. I mean, the Knight logo does not define us at all. That might be like fifth or sixth on the you know list of things that you think about with UCF. It's a generic mascot. Other teams have it partially in their mascot. And I think it would be cool and unique. And the, the possibilities would be endless of you know, the different themes and concepts you could do with it. So we're we not who we thought we were. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, fun, it's fun to think about. And, you know, dude, a mascot change, like, never happens in college. So, again, all PR is good PR. And we drop one of these in, like, I don't know, middle of June or something after basketball's over when there's nothing going on college-related. People will be talking about it on social media for a long time. Uh, so I think it'll be fun. I don't know what we do with the colors, though. Uh yeah, I I don't know. Fun to think about anyway. Um, I mean, it is very it is very Florida. Yeah, well, not only that too. We're wearing these jerseys again next week, which is that's kind of what also is sparked me. It's like, is Danny White subliminally like we're we gonna do three space games next year? Or uh, it's it's pretty neat that we're wearing them again. I don't know. All right. Uh, what's left from this game? Our first watch, fresh take winner. Post Maloney guessed Marlin and 46 yards. It was actually Marlin and 54 54 yards. 54 yards. So DM Money Moo your address, and he will send you a gift card when he gets back from vacation. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Twitter or Instagram now. Sean has the Instagram question up. If you pick... If you correctly guess the first touchdown score for UCF, you will be entered into win a $25 gift card to First Watch. And the tiebreaker will be the yardage of the touchdown. So congratulations again to Post Maloney, who guessed Marlon Williams correctly, and the tiebreaker of 46 yards, pretty close because it was actually 54 yards. So congrats again. Make sure you follow all of our Twitter accounts at MoneyMooUCF, at UCF underscore problems. On Twitter and Instagram, same for both. In order for your chance to win free money. Free food. The two for Moo is the best deal. Get a two half, for Moo. Half sandwich, cup of soup, and salad. Can't beat it. Uh, guess a couple other team-related notes. We really didn't talk about this last week. Obviously, everyone knows now Mackenzie Milton's been running the scout team now for a few weeks. Do you think we see him play this year? 
I think we are going to see him play this year. Do I think it's in meaningful snaps? Not really. Just my hunch. I mean, why risk it, man? It, it just really... Risk what? He's, he's healthy. He has the same risk as Dylan playing. That's very true, but Dylan's not coming off a catastrophic knee injury where, you know, I mean, you still want to be generally careful. I could totally see him taking the field for the USF game in which both of us will be in the stands for. Hey, yo. Uh, and I really hope they call like a quarterback draw going towards that same end zone and he comes around the same end and like jukes a defender right into our arms. Ah, that's the dream. So you're at, you're like, oh, he sh- he shouldn't risk it, but let's call a QB draw. <laughs> let's in the call same a quarterback place. draw. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, you know, I'm the first person that I called this. Um, I told his mom he should do this too. So hopefully he uh, she picks his brain about it. But if he just c- comes in for the final kneel down, that'll be like a full circle thing. And uh, I, I don't think you could ask for anything better. You know, if, if you're him. But me personally, I say, well, crap. I would say start him a game, but that ruins the whole Heisman thing. So, yeah, give him a kneel down. I trust hype, and, uh, you know, whatever whatever he decides is uh, is what we got to go with. Also, Bam Moore's back. I think he's running on scout team or something like that, too. Definitely, he's back in pads, though, and, and teaching the young guys. So, hopefully... He can pass along some wisdom to them, and we continue to improve on defense. No timetable for his return yet. Uh, one update I wanted to talk about was Devad Wilson. Oh, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about the whole situation, but I was informed that he may be able to be eligible for this game against Houston. He is a corner, and we definitely need some cornerback help. Yeah, uh, he's been hinting at Houston on social media, and I, I think it's pretty much confirmed that he will be back for Houston. But we'll see who takes the field Saturday, 2 p.m. at Houston. Unfortunately, I couldn't make this one. Had to cancel. I uh, yeah, work calls, so wh- what can you do? But that should be a good game, and we'll talk about the betting aspect of it later. I think we're a two-and-a-half-point favorite now. It'll be Halloween. I'm really disappointed. I was gonna dress up as Scott Frost and go go to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the, the reception would have been. The game is on ESPN Plus. You can get a subscription. It's four ninety five or four ninety nine a month. That's not uh, bad. That's not bad. I mean, dude, it is pretty cheap if you want to just keep it. There's a lot of good stuff on there, especially if you're like a UFC fan or Peyton's or places. Any of that. Peyton's place, a lot of like older games are on there. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to just buy it and cancel it the same day, check too if you're like a Verizon customer. I think you get like a free trial. Yeah, I think so because I, I got Disney Plus who owns ESPN for free for a year through uh, through Verizon. Actually, I just got a text. I got to cancel that because haven't used it once. But yeah, uh, either way, it's not expensive. So uh, Houston game, it's going to be a shootout. I think the over-under is at 82 points um, at, at the Houston Cougars. Hey, what do, you call, what do you call a cougar that loves to jump? I don't know. A conga lion. Bah. That was terrible. I was hiking yesterday when I suddenly ran into a cougar. 
almost made me poo my pants. <laughs> Get it, Puma? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, we did. One for two on the dad jokes. Uh, quick outlook at the rest of the schedule. So we've got a bye week, then Temple at home, number seven currently Cincinnati at home. Hopefully that remains a top 10 game because that could be our first top 10 win. Cincy's look good, though. And I know you're not the biggest Ritter fan, but he's getting the job done. Their defense looks good. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. And you know, that's all of a side. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I mean, SMU was good, and, and that was a good win for them. So we'll have to see. And then closing out the season at USF, uh, do you have projected betting lines for the remaining four games? I do. And, you know, I post these every, usually Sunday, Sunday afternoons. Um, so you can get a look at who is going to be favored in the weeks ahead. And these are all based on the home field advantage and then the power ranks that I have as well. So this week, the line was very similar to what I had projected. I projected a line of minus four and a half against Houston. Right now it's minus two and a half or minus three, depending on where you're at. Um, the next game versus Temple, we're 21-point favorites. We were also 21-point favorites against Tulsa. So we'll see about that. Technically, the hardest game left in our schedule is obviously Cincinnati, which we should be three and a half point favorites at home. I highly doubt that we will be favored, though, if we both went out until that game. So I'm definitely looking to... Some value. Uh, definitely looking at some value there for that game. So we'll have to see. Yeah, a lot can but happen anyway. between now and then. And then USF, obviously. Meanwhile, to the West, they're 1-5. A, a complete dumpster fire. 0-4 oh, um, in the my conference. My projected line is minus 25 and a half. I think that it should be, you know, at or around there. So. Well, Tulane was like 20. So, yeah, I, I think it will be. Uh, it, you know, that just goes to show you how far back a bad coach can set you. Seriously. Because he, in, he inherited almost no talent. And you can't just turn that around in a year. Anyway, yeah, USF dumpster fire. Um, the rest of college football. Okay, so Big Ten football kicked off last weekend. The Pac-12 starting soon. Everyone will be playing. The big news, though, is Wisconsin has a COVID outbreak after... Uh, after their game, um, I don't understand this rule. So the players that test positive have to sit for a minimum of 21 days. So that pretty much kills their season because they're playing all their games back to back. There's no room for makeups. Um, it just doesn't make sense. I don't understand why you, once you test negative twice, you can't go back. But uh, that pretty much screws up Wisconsin. Season. Fortunately, I don't think that this is going to be the last team that this happens to. Um, no, other, so there's with, been plenty of canceled games. I mean, dude, there's so many questions. Of like, uh, I don't know the with COVID and the bowl season, and all we can do is control the controllables. 500 passing yards, six touchdowns. A little Birmingham bowl. I think we'll that's what we're projected to. Yeah, no, I agree. And like I keep saying, DG for Heisman, something great to look forward to every week is the numbers we're putting up. Uh, okay. Next up, we got a quick little built by UCF update. Moo, what'd you see this week? Uh, kind of quiet this week. You know, I had Gabe Davis had one catch. The Bills, man, 
I thought they were like Super Bowl contenders, but all of a sudden they're kind of going by the wayside. But anyway, you know what? It's because they're not throwing to Gabe Davis as much. <laughs> uh, Traquan Smith, four catches of 54 yards, but I would say the UCF NFL Player of the Week, my boy Matt Prater, with a 50, a 51, and a 49-yard field goal. Also, the game-winning extra point because the Falcons are completely inept at playing football. And that that was a 42, I believe, yard extra point. The 27, they tacked on a 15-yard personal foul. No problem for money, Matt Prater. Probably going to be, if Brandon Marshall doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, Prater, I think, is definitely going to be our first Hall of Famer. I mean, by far the most clutch kicker in the last two decades, I would say. But yeah, that's pretty much it from the Built by UCF. Now it's time for our favorite segment, Money Moves Picks of the Week. Money Moves Picks of the Week. Last week, extremely tough week. Had three picks for you. Went one and two last week just by a hair. Lost Oklahoma State by... I think this is the second time that Oklahoma State has screwed me. Or, no, it wasn't Oklahoma State. Kansas State, the second time, that has screwed me in the very last, like, final play on a half point. Ooh. So, anyway, the winner of the week was Boston College over Georgia Tech, and that was not even close. Not even within doubt. Easiest winner, I think of the year probably and then the losers were oklahoma state by a stupid half point we we're completely in control of the whole game brock purdy looked terrible like and you said. like i said everything came true and they scored a stupid touchdown like in the last few seconds and i don't it know happens. some i still counted it as a loss because i told you all at three and a half but some of you may have gotten it at three or two and a half so congrats and then couldn't have been more wrong. I think this is the second worst pick I've had of the season besides that first Navy one was SMU. The Navy uh, one was the worst one ever. <laughs> SMU hung with them for like the first half. It was looking fine. Ritter was looking terrible. And then all of a sudden, it was just like a couple touchdowns. And then it was like a tsunami on SMU. So anyway, the season total now stands at 6-6-1. Six, six, Not great, but... You know, it's, a weird it, it's season. tough out there, the yeah. COVID season, you know? Yep. I'm going to try something a little different this week. Uh, this week, two picks only. Two picks, but you know what? Parlay them if you know what's up. So, the first pick, we're going to go with a money move favorite, of course. <laughs> Kansas <laughs> State, plus three and a half at West Virginia. The wrong team is favored here yet again. Kansas State plus three and a half. Look, as long as running Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn is in the backfield, I'm back in Kansas State. Longtime favorite team of mine to bet on along with Oklahoma State. And I rarely lose when I take Kansas State. I believe we've won with them twice now. So I'm a little nervous about West Virginia's defense because they're only allowing about 20 points a game. However, if I have Vaughn in the backfield, I trust him. To do it again, I think Kansas State rolls. Pick the money line if you're bad. Is that still uh, the LSU coach over there? Les Miles? 
No, he's a Kansas. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kansas State Jayhawks. No, <laughs> that's Kansas. <laughs> I'm not on. Point you know tonight. so much about college football. I do. It's ridiculous. I do. All right. Uh, what do you got next? I think I know these next teams. All right. My second pick for the first time this year, we're gonna take our very own UCF Knights minus two and a half on my book against Houston. Look, I know you're saying to yourself, how will we stop Houston's number one wideout, Marquez Stevenson? And the answer is, we're probably not going to. (laughs) But as long as we can score more, who cares? Look, the over-under on this game is 82.5, which is the highest total for a college football game in the NCAA in two years. But I see something like a 56-49 final. This year, UCF is so far is one and four against the spread. One and four. So this is a reversion to the mean play. Best quarterback in the nation. Best wide receiver in the nation against choke artist. Houston head coach Dana Holgerson. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Give me UCF. Houston also has only played three games. They beat Tulane. Big deal. Beat Navy. Even less of a deal. And they got smoked by BYU. Look, don't get overly excited and please tread lightly. Don't go all in, but this is a simple pick for your hometown team. UCF, my first time in the year. Look, I saved you from one and four <laughs> against the spread. So first time in the year. You sure? I'm taking UCF. What about Georgia Tech? So Georgia Tech, I ended up betting on at the very last minute. But I didn't was give not it out a, wasn't as, official. That's right. I remember I that. I did not give it out as an official new pick. So this one's official. And in years past, there's been a lot of official move picks. Look, I'm putting a lot on the line here, too, because I'm pretty sure I've never given out UCF as a pick, and it's lost. Uh-oh. I don't think ever. I think I'm 4-0 or 5-0. Um, Got to get Drake on this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so recapping the picks, I'm going to take Kansas State plus three and a half and UCF minus two and a half. Let's Let's get get that that money. money. All right. Last up, we've got Moose Mailbag. Thank you guys for all of your submissions. First up, we've got Mike, MD Knight, 2016. What do we do with Shannon? His defenses can't seem to run good without top-level linebacker play, which we can't wait two seasons for that to build into. But he's also our best recruiter, and we can't lose him in that regard. Uh, I mean, it's tough. Like I, I'm a Randy Shannon fan. I like the way the defenses run. I don't like the outcome of the defense sometimes but you know i mean dude it's 2020 like what team isn't giving up 50 points a game exactly like you look at the you look at the sec and what is lsu's defense what is bama's defense i mean bama's defense just gave up like 40 some points to an unranked old this team yeah, it's crazy this like, year doesn't it, count for just, defense it's so hard to play defense in the 2020 you know season 
really not even just 2020. It, it, this has been happening for years. Well, and look at the NFL too. Um, this is a record-setting year for points scored. All the overs hit like the first four weeks until Vegas adjusted them. I think it's just shown that a lack of preparation time hurts defenses more than offenses. They just have to practice together. You know, as far as Shane, I mean, the only thing is his salary was subsidized by UF for the first two years. I don't think we paid him a dime. And I think now it's a little bit, I'm not sure, but he he makes a million a year. So that is expensive for a coordinator when hype doesn't make much more. But I mean, I've had no problem with him the first two years. And like we said earlier, considering all the gaps and the holes on defense with the young guys having to step in, um, I can't really blame him that much at all. You know, I need to see two poor years, I think, to talk about making a move. But he had a good point, too, about the recruiting. Uh, So he's definitely valuable more than just a coordinator, I think. All right. What do you got next? All right. The next question comes from Alex Bitter. Could Dylan Gabriel be our best quarterback of all time? Yeah, he definitely could be. I can't say he is yet. Uh, You know, a, a big thing. I mean, he's putting up, obviously, the best, some of the best numbers we've ever seen in a short time period, but a big thing about quarterbacks is winning the big games, and I'm not knocking him for our losses, but he hasn't really won a big game for us yet, and that has a lot to do with it. That has a lot to do with Bortles' legacy and with KZ's legacy, even though Culpepper put up way better numbers, so I think uh, it's still t- to be determined, but you said could he be. I would say yes, he could be. What do you think? I completely agree. Uh, we'll have to lay out all the cards once he's, you know, graduated or or left UCF. But he's absolutely on the right path. Yep, definitely. All right. Next question is from Nico K. Rico. Are you surprised with how bad the defense is playing, especially knowing we have a lot of experienced seniors on defense like Grant Mitchell, Collier, Tunye, and Robinson? Guess we kind of already answered that, but yeah, I mean they're not playing bad. I, I just—it's just like these—it's it's hard to say they're not playing bad when we're giving up a lot of points. But like I said before, it just this is what college football is now. It's just like all offense. And not only that, I mean you name five very solid upperclassmen, but that leaves six players that we're not mentioning that aren't standouts and we've got some Montalvo's been solid on the D line and you know sell his car but again there's a lot of gaps there we just named six people really a defense is 11 and you got to all work together or else it just doesn't work I mean name like one good defense in the in college football Oklahoma State's pretty good this year all right what do you got next all right, this next one is from Golden Knight 2. What are your thoughts on the secondary and red zone defense? Do you think they've underperformed? And if so, is it due to talent, depth, or coaching? What do you know? Another defense question. <laughs> I mean, I think we kind of talked about this. As far as red zone, I don't think it's a red, spo- red zone specific problem. I think it's just an overall, and I wouldn't even want to use problem as the word. It's just, is it talent? A little bit, probably. Is it depth? I don't think it's depth. It's just, you know, there's some young guys. And is it coaching? Probably a little bit too. A good coach can compensate for weaknesses. But at the end of the day, he's not magic. And, uh, you know, it's a work in progress, I would say. All right, next question from Chillis714. Which NFL team do you not want DG to end up on? 
the Jets. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of like a worse franchise. I mean, this is completely like it doesn't matter where he goes in the draft. Just as a franchise, a fan base, I don't like the Jets at all. Like, even if he went to the Browns, like, you know, I know a lot of Browns fans, they're, they've lost for so many years, but they're super passionate. They, they've rallied around Baker Mayfield, who I don't think isn't that good, but, you know, he's having a good year so far this year. But the Jets, just for some reason, the Jets stick out at me as the worst team that I think he could possibly go for. And, you know, UCF players, they're all over the NFL, and I root for every UCF player on every team. I, I don't care what team they're on, except if they're on the Jets. <laughs> yeah, um, they do have a, a passionate fan base, but they've shown just incompetency in the front office. I think, I mean, Gase has overstayed his welcome, but I think they're keeping him because he's so bad, so they want to lock in the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. So I don't think he'll really have uh, that much possibility of going there. But, I mean, right now, we're at a weird time with quarterbacks where almost every team has a franchise-type guy, or at least a guy that you really think can be. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the list of NFL teams. The Falcons, and now we're talking about good fits, I guess, because I, I can't really think of any bad ones besides, no, the, that, that besides the Jets. Cursed. I wouldn't want them to go to the Falcons, but, I, you know, I think they're going to clean house here soon. They fired their coach. Matt Ryan won't be playing for that much longer. Um, the Dude, bears, the, the bears are going to need a corp. The Bucks. All right. Bucks. It is best team. <laughs> Dude, think about it. I mean, Brady yeah. and Brady all those has one, two years, two years more tops, but the dude, imagine, all the, all like, the receivers, coming in as a rookie, imagine coming in as a rookie, decently young receivers. I mean, Mike Evans has been in the, re- the league for a few years. Godwin's been in the league for a few years. They're still young. But, Godwin's like 25. Evans is like 28, but I mean, that's. Solid veteran talent there. And you can learn from the GOAT. Wow. What a dream. Unreal. But yeah, going down Yo, the list. I just, I just started a thing. DG yeah. to the Bucks. DG to the Bucks. Okay, because <laughs> DG to the Jags would be the other possibility. And we know how that goes for UCF quarterbacks, unfortunately. I expect them to be clearing house there, too. I, I don't know how the GM, uh, Caldwell, still has a job. He put together one decent winning season where they should have went to the Super Bowl, but still. His inability to get rid of bad coaches has just cursed the franchise. And they had such a great defense, and they had to just get rid of them all and rebuild. And you shouldn't have to rebuild uh, during a GM, you know. I think he has to go. I can't. I don't really see any other teams that even need a quarterback. Vikings, maybe. Uh, 49ers, wow. maybe. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I think his skill set is most similar to Russell Wilson's. I know Wilson's still probably got like 10 years left. I think he's 31 or 32, but it would be cool to see him learn from Wilson possibly, although I know the timing just doesn't line up. But they're like identical size and skill set in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we can go on forever. Was- Washington. Washington too. That, 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 <laughs> I don't think any other teams need a quarterback though. Maybe the Raiders, but uh, definitely not a bad problem to have when you have to talk about what team you're – quarterbacks in the nfl for so uh all right this next one is from ucf bourbon awesome name by the way should fans care about ucf scoring 50 points when every game results into a shootout i would rather win 21 to nothing rather than 49 42 
your thoughts? I mean, I don't think we should necessarily care. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's the 50 burger thing's fun and you can like post it, but I'd much rather take a shutout than a shootout, a three score win shutout over a shootout where we win by one touchdown because as we've seen, those shootouts, sometimes it's easy to end up not on the wrong side, even when you kind of had control of the entire game in Memphis. Yeah, I mean, I, I always love a swarming defense of a shutout, but like, when was the last time UCF really like shut out a team other than South Carolina State? Yeah. It's a good trivia question. Because I know we've shut out South Carolina State twice in the last few years. It was Frost first year, and then I think two years ago. Yeah, I'm, anyway, not, I'm not sure. I kind of like the shootouts, man. They're like, fun. Tell me that. Tell me that 17 championship game against Memphis, the 62 55 or whatever. Like that wasn't the most fun game ever. Like, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs, but that's why you're a college football fan. I mean, the shootouts are great as long as you end up on the right side. But if someone's like, hey, this game's going to be a shootout, can't tell you who wins. Do you want to take it? <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to lose 50 to 49. Uh, too soon? Yeah, well, a little too soon. <laughs> Oof. What a weekend. Oh, well. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, I've got pretty much nothing else. I think we covered it all. It's going to be a fun game, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game. You know, last year, I was going to say this earlier in the picks, is that you know, Houston gave us a game for, I would say, three quarters. I don't think you went to that game. It was just me and Lily. Oh, I remember yeah. that. No, I remember watching it at home. Yeah, yeah. took me a second. I was thinking the away game in uh, 17 or something. No, that was a no, good game. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think we were 17 to 20 point favorites. And, you know, they gave us a game for a while. Their quarterback, Clayton Toon, uh, was a freshman last year. So, you know, just like DG, he had a little bit more time to uh, refine all of his skills. And, you know, there's a lot to say about his their number one receiver, Marquez Stevenson. So we're going to we're definitely going to have our hands full. But I think it's going to be a shootout. I would take the over again <laughs> just because I, I mean, man, it's 11 and a half touchdowns. That's crazy. Well, that's what you said about the two-lane game. And, and the one before, Memphis. I'm like, there's the no way. Before, well, they just, just scored 99. <laughs> it happens. So, you know, do I think that we're going to stop Marquez Stevenson? No. He's he's going to put up Marlin-esque numbers. I really hope him and Marlin just have, like, a day, man. Yeah. And they just both show out. I think it's going to be a close game, and I, I really don't think we're going to win by more than seven points. As much as I'd love to be wrong, it just, you know, Houston always gives us a good game. Yeah, I, I agree. It'll be a fun game uh, on ESPN+. Plus. I'm looking forward to streaming that and then having another game next to it. I got the two TVs set up, so that'll be fun. Although, it's at a weird time, too. We're the only 2 o'clock game, which is kind of cool. Uh, I guess they can do that because it's ESPN+. Plus. It's There's, like, unlimited channels to put it on, so whatever. Oh, yeah. By the way, I was selected to be in the pit for the virtual college game day this week. Ayo. So I think we should probably go to your house because you have a lot more 
UCF memorabilia that could be like behind us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Go if you want. We you got know, we got the one office one. set up. Yeah, I, is this, yeah. I'm getting all mixed up. Yeah, that's Saturday. I'll I'll be free. Um, get a table at Cava if you want to come out later. Get that Halloween costume. Hey, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, college game day. We're gonna be on it. Um, good stuff. Anything else? Vote. No, I think that's it. Vote. <laughs> uh, you know, please just if, if you can make sure and follow both of us at Money UCF and at UCF underscore problems and first watch. Follow first watch. First underscore and watch. first watch. I mean, I think we're the only we're the only UCF podcast that has a weekly giveaway where you have the chance to win, you know, twenty five dollars in first watch gift cards. We had we had three winners the first week too. Which guys, you got to DM us. I'll I'll have to reach out to you, but be sure to message us. Free food, first watch is awesome. Twenty five bucks is more than enough for a meal for two people and still have some left over. And definitely like giving away stuff for free. Yep. If it's hey, if it's free, it's for me. There you go. And if it's That's two, it's for Moo. If it's two, it's for Moo. All right, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Oh, be sure to tell a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks so much. Go Knights. Charge on. Nation. Nation.